Hello, it's Dave here and I'm with my wife, Cathy. Hello. Uh, we're in our kitchen because uh, we're making popcorn. I'm making popcorn. We're, Cathy's making popcorn. So what you hear... I love how you make such a d- distinction there. You can say we're making popcorn. We're a I'm making we do pop- things... I'm making popcorn. Well, I'm recording a podcast. And you're recording a podcast. I am actually quite the popcorn maker. Um, so one of my favourite things about watching movies at home is that I get to make the popcorn myself because it's always better and a whole lot cheaper. Yeah, because the cinema never seems to get it right for no, you. You've got never. a lot of complaints. Complain. Either it's there too long, uh, so it's gone a bit stale. Yeah. Or if it's, it's stale, I'll bring it back. Salty enough. And the last time I actually might have been in the Odeon Cinema in Richmond, which we always complain oh. about. Oh, the popcorn's starting to go off. Last time I said, look, this is really stale. Can I get some when you make it fresh? And she said, we don't make it fresh. We bring it in in bags every morning. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I just imagine they were like black bin bags. <laughs> yeah, well. they were. Um, so, yeah, if anyone's interested, really, the top tip on popcorn is coconut oil, my friends. There's nothing like the sound of yeah, popcorn. The only kind of oil that we use. And by we, yeah, I mean right I. Right um, But anyway, we're at home because we're watching a movie on Netflix. Yes, uh, so we're going to watch Annihilation, the um, the Alex Garland movie, the new guy from the guy who did uh, Ex Machina. The English uh, writer. He's a writer. He's a no- novelist. He wrote The Beach. He's so uh, prolific. He's one of those sickening people that just seems to do oh, everything. so bloody talented. Yeah. And I think Ex Machina was his directorial debut and it was outstanding. Oh my God. Like top movie it. of the year. It was incredible. Uh, so we are very, very excited for this because um, this I know nothing about this and neither do you. No. And that's the way we like to experience The only thing I know, I know is F-all. it's an Alex Garland movie and... Um, Natalie Portman's in it yeah that's yeah. all we need to that's know that's all we need to know so I'm like I love Sold. going into sci-fi movies not even knowing the concept so I'm like well excited for this there's some interesting um, it's finished you can turn it off it's not finished why are you right. telling me how to make my own popcorn well it's, 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 it's finished <laughs> it's, there's no more popping surely when the pop stops then the, the party then starts then the fun starts isn't that some sort of catchphrase <laughs> this is why we don't do cinema yeah. in the kitchen um what was I saying? Oh yeah, no, this is, this has some, a really interesting distribution story behind it. If you're, if you're into stories about yeah, movie tell me distribution. A story. <laughs> um, so this was Paramount of the studio that uh, that made this movie. And um, Sorry Dave, I have one more tip for our listeners. What? Himalayan rock salt. Kathy's uh, aiming for a spin-off <laughs> cooking show. <laughs> to, cook, to cook a mile. Um, you can only cook cinema-related snacks. So, um, so this is it really. I've lost my train of thought. Paramount. Paramount made this movie. Uh, that but is the sound of freshly made popcorn. Come on. Is that, that Go back sound, to spoilers over. sound really good in my in my headphones. <laughs> Let me, no, we're not going to spoilers over. We haven't even watched the movie Sorry. yet. Sorry. We're going to non-spoilers over. We have two sofas. You know how this works. Um, all right. So Paramount... This is going to take me forever to tell Come this on, stupid up. bloody story. So Paramount made this movie. Apparently they uh, they got very nervous about the movie after showing it to some test screenings and it didn't uh, didn't get a great reaction. Uh, so they thought that it was going to be a bomb, basically, that it's not going to make any money. Um, and they decided to screen it in American cinemas, but with very little marketing behind it. Um, and then for the international rights to it, they sold them to Netflix. So that's why we're seeing this on Netflix and it only came out in American cinemas uh, like, whatever, a week or two ago. Also, for our American listeners, it's not a Netflix show. It's not oh, a yes, movie. we should say, yes. So if you are in America listening to this, you probably won't... If you haven't seen it, then I don't think you're going to get a chance to see it because I think it got a You've really limited it. Sorry, run. honey. Um, Sorry to our one American you, And I don't think you're going to see it on Netflix either, so it kind of sucks to be you. Um, but it's disapp- um, I read poor Alex Garland's very disappointed about this. Um, 
it's a bit of a I mean there's pros and cons to that from his point of view he I mean, said he made it for the big screen and he wants that's how he wants people to experience it uh, but on the other side you know I think a lot I think a lot more people will see it now well it's better okay I would say two things A it's better I'm sure he got paid what he was supposed to be paid and it's better than your movie yeah, being but it's dumped not, so it's not no, about money he's a creator I'm saying he's a creative. it's better than your movie being dumped and not distributed at all which happens but B, yeah. why I personally wouldn't want, you know, my sci-fi movie on Netflix at the moment would be it's in bad company. We've already reviewed, I can't even remember the name of them The Cloverfield now. Paradox. The Cloverfield Paradox. And Bright. Bright. Oh, and we should also say we were going to review uh, Mute, the new Duncan Jones film, mm-hmm. which was also made, exclu- well, was made exclusively for Netflix, unlike this one. Um and we were really excited about it, but then it got such bad reviews, we kind of got put off on it. And it was quite long. We just didn't get around to it. Really, if there's an appetite, if anyone really wants arse. us to review it, we I, might. But. I am going to watch that eventually, I reckon. But it's just when you see, when every film critic you respect and anyone you know are all categorically saying something's waste of time to watch and your time's limited, it's not very promising now this I think is getting good reviews but we really need to wrap this up and just get going and watch this movie yeah but anyway I just thought it was an interesting point oh, that yeah. um, how it, I mean it's unprecedented for a big movie studio to well, to lose faith in something and then to sell it to a streaming uh, studio as sure that's a, what happened with the Cloverfield Paradox it is exactly so but, oh, that was also, but it's, that was also Paramount so I think they've kind of done these deals quite close I just together. think it's stupid because if I had a talent like Alex Garland I would nurture him I wouldn't throw him to the dogs like this because I'd want to work with him again because well, he's incredibly They talented. don't want to work with him again and the executives um, clashed with him massively. They oh, wanted him. Sense. They wanted him to reshoot the ending. They were so unhappy with it. Because this is burning bridges, this kind of behaviour. But yeah, listen, but, I'm going to burn also, bridges unless we start this but movie. But he, he refused to change the ending. Uh, we don't even know what the movie is about but I know that he refused to change the ending and his producer backed him and his deal... Uh, and anyway, the producer, but the producer backing him, the studio weren't able to change it or get rid of him, and they had all the power. But yeah, it's, it's essentially burned his bridges. It sounds like a, it, it's a shame because he, for Ex Machina, he worked with a much smaller studio, A24, uh, and it was massively commercially successful. Well, not massively, but it was commercially successful and critically successful, and that's why he got snapped up for a really big. Uh, sci-fi blockbuster deal with Paramount so well, look, I'm really, I feel bad for him that it hasn't worked out I don't feel bad for him because he's a very rich and talented man and let's watch this I like him I like him too and he's very right. lucky to have made let's a movie let's watch this your popcorn's okay, going to close <laughs> let me see him he's extremely ill you have to tell me where he was what he was doing it was his decision to go in it's something they termed the shimmer We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger, it's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. Hello, we are on the sofa, not the spoiler sofa no just the regular sofa there will be no spoilers just yet uh, so if you want to hear about Annihilation what the movie's about I'm about to give a quick synopsis of it then we're going to give our thoughts on it and then we'll move over to spoiler sofa and spoil the bejesus out of it mm-hmm. um, so I would say you know as with as I said with most uh, sci-fi I think it is better to go in cold yeah for sure um, so if you you know, I think that's the ideal way to experience this. So probably if you're into that, don't 
listen to this go watch it and then yeah. come back and, and we can all talk oh and then come back and listen but oh, go then watch come back it. and listen um, go but watch it, it. Thumbs but up. if you're one of those people because I know a lot of people who prefer to know what a movie is really about what they're getting into then you can listen to a little bit of this and we won't talk any spoilers so what this movie is about is um, Natalie Portman is a biologist and uh, her husband Oscar Isaac has been missing for over a year he's a soldier and he shows up randomly uh, one day and then she's like, where where have you been? And he's all weird. And then turns out that there's this... Uh, the Shimmer. The Shimmer, it's called, which is a sort of a uh, an asteroid that hits a lighthouse in a in a, um, a park in, in America and has created this sort of weird barrier uh, that the military have been sending people into and nobody comes out. So he was part. He was the only person to ever come in three years. He's out. the only person he's ever come out. Cue Natalie Portman going in. Plot synopsis done. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what what are your general feelings having? having so first of that? all, I really liked it. Um, there's lots of things I liked about it. I mean, I'm a big fan of him anyway, and it's funny because as I was watching, you're talking it, about Alex Garland, Alex Garland, big fan of Alex Garland, so wrote he, the screenplays based on a book. Yeah. Um, and elements of it reminded me of all the stuff he's done so the kind of dreamlike nature of the beach I really felt in this and the claustrophobia of Ex Machina I really felt in this so I feel like it's very true to him um, Sunshine as well the sort of weird going oh, crazy of, did he do Sunshine yeah. I forgot that it's funny because I was watching he this wrote going Sunshine. I feel like this is like Sunshine as well okay that, cool that sort of again claustrophobia and slowly losing your mind yeah like it's very like very enjoyable sci-fi and um, I'm a huge fan of the fact that the cast was all female led I thought that was I mean it's something you feel like you shouldn't have to comment on but you do because that's very unusual um, can and I butt in here very quickly yeah I really liked that as well um, but then I cut oh we need to plug in our baby monitor <laughs> please please hold <laughs> this is what you get when you're with the cinema at home right plugged in um, I thought that was really cool as well but I almost wish they hadn't had pointed it out I wish it had just happened do you know what I mean? The characters actually, like Natalie Portman says, oh, so it's an all-female crew? But the, but that's something you would note in real life because it's very unusual I guess, for a mission to take place like in kind of a military scientific zone and for it to be all-female. So it, it is noteworthy both in their world and I just thought and it would be cooler not, to, not to, to mention. It would be cooler, but in real life it would be commented on. Like, and I'm commenting on it now. True, true. Because it's very rare and they're and, all very intelligent women with different backgrounds. And they weren't all standing around talking about men. Like it was just, I really enjoyed that element of it. And I thought, like, for like, it's great to see Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, I'm a big fan of hers. Tessa Thompson, who we're big fans of on the podcast, she's awesome. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. Um, Gina Rodriguez. We were both going. How do we know her? And we looked her up, and she's from um. She's Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin, and then Tava. She was great in no- this. The cast were good. Tava Novaju, I can't say her name. She's Tava no able to pronounce. I recognise her anyway. Um, but they're fantastic. I really enjoyed them. Okay, Oscar Isaac was not expecting him to show up. My number one top man crush of all time. 
Yes, I know. So I was very... You reminded me all the time. (laughs) And you reminded me several times throughout this movie. Very pleased to see him. And then I thought it was funny... Also, if anyone's wondering, Kathy prefers Oscar Isaac with the the curly hair and not the gelled back look. Yeah, I didn't like the gelled back look. Uh, Um, But then I thought it was funny because obviously he's an ex-machina with Donald Gleeson and Natalie Portman's in this. Now, what's with the Star Wars cast in Alex Garland things and also very differently received Star Wars movies, which is quite funny. Like, I wonder if... um, if Oscar Isaac's like, oh, sorry that you were in the shit Star Wars. Um, then we have. If you ask me, I really enjoyed the world design and the creature design. These are just my top line notes. Um, Don't say too much now. That's about all I'm going to say before we get to Spoiler Street. Um, let me have a quick look. I wrote down the notes because I'm a little bit sleepy. Elements of it were a little bit Westworld, which I thought was cool. And interestingly, I which didn't know. Tessa it was Thompson's book- in. I, oh yeah the, oh god all sorts of crossovers I didn't know that it was based on a book until the credits popped up and I had actually written down this feels like a book <laughs> well it's broken into chapters it's broken into chapters it's very linear it just it felt like some it felt like a book and then I do have to say hilariously um, we reviewed it last year or the year before in this podcast um, the Jackie O movie that Natalie Portman was in and I know Natalie Portman did a huge amount of work to recreate Jackie O's voice and like listen to tapes of her all the time now, she seems to have carried that on to this movie. Do you think? At the start of the movie, she was doing her Jackie O voice, which I thought was hilarious. So that's probably my only criticism, actually. I found her... her she's a very composed, well-spoken woman, which in the Jackie O movie, mm. she it felt very true to that character. But in this movie, it was like a bit... Really, you're that composed under these circumstances, and and then the other thing is uh, annihilation yeah, she's a is the badass worst military scientist. Annihilation is the worst name I've ever heard of for a oh, movie. Oh, I wrote that down to the point well. where I was actually Dave kept getting off and pausing the movie, and I was looking at the name for so long that I thought it said twice. Annie Hilton. That's what I thought I was looking at. Well, you were looking. I think yeah, you were staring at this screen. Yeah. Like when you pause on Netflix, it says the title, and you but were then staring at the, end, at the word so long. You said to me, "It looks like Annie Hilton." But I also couldn't then so, remember the name of the movie, despite having looked at it like eight times because it's so generic. Yeah, so we're just gonna call it Annie Hilton. Annie Hilton. From here on out. Um. Anyway, I'm done. What did you think of it? Um. Oh wow, that was speedy. Um. I. I don't know. I've I've actually have mixed feelings towards it. Um. Overall, I mean, I was really excited, particularly at the beginning, as it all was unraveling. Yeah, and it's inventive sci-fi, which we both love. Yeah, and I really, really admire it for that. I feel like I've never seen anything like that Mm -hmm. before, and a lot of what I saw was was new, which is good. Um, So I think I like that, and I always, you know, um, I'll always respect... um, people trying something different and doing different things and at the start we were like it feels like a rival and then by the end you're like no it doesn't feel like a rival but actually the pro- I think that's partly my problem is that I couldn't help but compare it to a rival particularly that whole like um, phenomenon that they have to enter into and then sort of unravel um, and I think that this doesn't favour well when compared to a rival I think this is a very cold movie I think it's quite heartless I don't think um, it's a fair comparison though. I think part of A there's a there's actually it's actually very limited like it, it's a brief moment where you feel like it's about a rival and then I think ultimately it's probably because they're both starring female scientists who are kind of encountering the supernatural and then after that they're not the same. Yeah, but I connected with Amy Adams a lot more than I did with Natalie Portman. Yeah, but that's think... not that but but you're only comparing them because they're I think because it's like two movies with a female lead scientist who's encountering an unusual phenomenon 
perhaps but whatever 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 the reasons i'm comparing them to and perhaps it's an unfavorable comparison i couldn't help but do it and just on those basis i i just i much preferred arrival and but like i'll I talk, mean arrival is a better this. movie yeah yeah for sure anyway i was just making that one point you don't have to that's not my whole basis <laughs> of my review is based around this movie versus arrival i'll tell you what i did like um i also liked that it was all women and on a, on that point of them pointing it out i do do remember that one of the characters responded with she said oh it's an all female crew and she said all scientists i really enjoyed that actually yeah it was a good i really enjoyed that and i also enjoyed the visuals that it was like grown-up ghostbusters the way they were all dressed yeah actually where they all had kind of a uniform and backpacks and all that it did uh this was a lot better than the female ghostbusters Mm -hmm. as well uh it's a great sort of premise i love the central driving force of the whole thing there's a sort of central destination that they have to mm-hmm. get to uh it's very much sort of it's me- it's a men on a mission movie but it's women on a mission um i liked all that there's a lot of sort of great weird science in this there's a lot of interesting yeah. sort of body horror stuff science is fun. i love movies about science so i loved all that it was very much a sort of a horror movie um things i didn't like that the a lot of the effects were really ropey in parts the green screen was really bad i felt like that too and i wonder if it's because they decided it wasn't going to get that big cinematic release that no, they that pulled back later. in post-production that happened later oh really i was thinking they've so dropped the ball on the, the movie post-production. was really done i, I mean I, I the movie was pretty much done at that stage but yeah a lot of the effects and often these movies are are you know they outsource the effects to multiple effects houses so you can't really blame any one particular crew but a lot of this felt like i can just see them standing in front of a green screen and that does not look real now it's not supposed to look real but also it didn't look like they were anywhere it just looked floaty which is bad i thought the soundtrack they were on the holodeck the soundtrack didn't work the guitar there's a lot of guitar in this acoustic guitar and it, it clashes it doesn't fit yeah i agree uh, the movie title is also wrong it's a terrible title um it also annihilation could be like any tween dystopian so thing ever it it's could the be most a romance title it could be a thriller it could be the next liam neeson movie like it could be anything and one of my pet hates is when uh the movie title is used as dialogue in oh a movie oh god yeah that was terrible and that happened here and it was like a sort of a dry retch when things like that happen i didn't dry retch but i just thought oh right that's the name of the movie i'd already forgotten <laughs> Yeah, because you thought it was called Annie Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think let's move on to... Anyway, to, to try and sum up my thoughts on this, because I am trying... I'm t- tired as well, and I'm trying to... This is um, what happens, Dave, when you have two glasses of wine. <laughs> I, I had a few bits of wine. What, what, you didn't... I was too busy with the popcorn, which, let's be real, that was possibly the, movie, the best popcorn we've ever The movie, I, I, I liked it. I liked the journey. I liked that I hadn't seen anything before. I'll get to spoilers. In spoilers so far, I'll talk about the bits I really thought were cool. Um, and inventive but I didn't really connect with any of the characters on a human level nobody felt very human Um, didn't really care about any of them in the end it just all felt very uh, cold and I can see why the studio wanted to change the ending I'll say that much before we get to spoilers I definitely watched the ending going oh yeah I get that (laughs) I see why I see why you wanted I see what happened um, here alright let's let's hop over to the old spoiler spoiler sofa okay get up yeah i'm here now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long walk okay this isn't really a spoiler but we're on spoiler so far so let it be yeah um let it natalie be. portman looks exactly like alicia vikander from 
ekvakina. Yeah. To the point where they're at, at one point on her in life. her um, garb, I was like, oh, she could be Lara Croft. In her garb. Funnily enough, we're going to go and see um, the new Tomb Raider this week with Alicia Vikander. Now I'm imagining it's going to be a bit of a fall from grace for her from Ex Machina. I think it's very strange she's going to be Tomb Raider. I love that uh, the trailers for Tomb Raider say Academy Award uh, winner <laughs> or nominee or whatever, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, that was the same when um, Angelina Jolie was in it. Oh, yeah, already true. won an award. Um, anyway, time. we digress. I just thought that so, was interesting that they looked so alike and then Oscar Isaac was in both and they... and. and felt like that like in terms of the claustrophobia and the way the plot was unraveling but i just think like the they ending was a disaster i thought the ending was just like i liked where it went and i actually appreciated the sentiment but i thought the execution was just like what are we looking at like this is so funky. I, I actually disagree with you I also thought... it hurt my eyes my genuinely had to close my eyes at one point because it was so bright though oscar isaac did warn when me. he pulls open the phosphorus screen he did say don't look at yeah this. um <laughs> but i would never see oscar isaac on screen and not watch it. i actually thought the ending was all the stuff in the lighthouse was just cool oh it I just was really it was cool like batshit crazy i was like what is happening this yeah. is mad i really 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 enjoyed the clone moving in sync with her Yes, yeah. that was so cool was and really creepy, cool. and the noises it was making. It was all and I loved very the formation of it. I loved it; just all felt very um, ethereal and and sort of yeah. like a dream. It was just weird. It felt like and the beach. That's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That weird kind of paradise, and then it all goes wrong because there was a couple of you know at the start, like I mean, and it slightly annoys me the style in the movie where they interview someone and they flashback, interview flashback. Like that didn't really dull. add much. It didn't to add it anything, but what I at one point she said it wasn't all bad or something like that and then there's this really beautiful scene where she sees this creature and it's like a deer and it instead of antlers like it has cherry blossoms and there was two of them <gasps> yeah they were moving nice in synchronicity so yeah that was really beautiful and then we had the man bear pig he was like a pear <laughs> you stole my joke a deer yeah, they said that. <laughs> I a pointed pear, that out a, no. it's man bear pig a bear a pig a bit of a dog a bit of a dog and a human. bit of uh, a bit of human and how creepy scene, was that when it opened its mouth and that was the best dying. scene of the movie that was so good that was so good but and like, I think um, what's her name again Jane the Virgin that actress she was brilliant in this like such a different turn for her than good. That. I like the yeah, way I she slowly she starts really to lose it really good and I found that scene so tense and I love Tessa Thompson's performances because you know last we saw her in was Thor and before that, that oh great and before that in Westworld and before that went Creed Creed and then we saw her years ago in Veronica Mars and Dear she, White People and Dear White People she plays someone very confidently she always plays characters with lots of confidence very well and so I enjoyed watching her in this movie where she's a really reserved performance and really shy and quite it was a unique performance from her I thought she was really great I just enjoyed she had a great that line of dialogue after the man bear pig attack um <laughs> Where she said something about the the creature had had absorbed uh, shepherds like dying moments, so all that was left of her was that eternal pain. I thought yeah. that was such an interesting and terrifying it was so dark. idea. And then she just went and turned into a tree. <laughs> like the creature design of those human trees was beautiful as well like there was, was a lot of beauty in there a lot of really interesting so all the science and the weird visuals I loved I loved the idea of refraction I never thought like all those years ago in physics class that I'd be <laughs> watching a movie where my knowledge of refraction yeah, would Dave be important David explain it to me because I mean it's been a long time since I looked at anything scientific so well, how cool. thank you for that explanation on refraction yeah I, I, another I, reason we paused the bloody movie I had a little uh, yeah I paused the movie and I was like alright Kathy <laughs> Imagine a pyramid. <laughs> it was like um, um, 
So I loved all that stuff. I loved all the refraction stuff. And did you notice there was a lot of really clever foreshadowing of that? The um, when Oscar Isaac first appears um, in the house and he's sitting there with the glass of water, and there's a very distinct shot where. Uh, it focuses on the glass of water in the center and their hands touching across the table mm-hmm. and in and through the glass of water you see light refracted uh, so they come in it from different angles so that, I'm just that less interested really... in that and more interested in like why would anyone cheat on him if they're married to him <laughs> and yeah. also if you thought your husband was MIA for a year and dead the whole reunion scene was a bit weird I mean, but we'll find out later it's because he's a monster alien clone <laughs> also I'm not sure that the whole affair subplot really added anything to I didn't this. think it added anything there was no dimension I mean it maybe I didn't it tra- mind it but it I didn't do anything tried to add an extra dimension to their their love and their characters and their marriage but really we don't I, none of that really added much no. I thought they had good chemistry as actors but really it didn't lend itself to it was really for nothing and it's a shame no. because actually at the start I enjoyed the setting of her like being this academic and kind of living with this grief like both the grief of losing her husband and the grief and the the anger she feels towards herself for cheating on him and I really enj- would love to see that explored more because imagine your husband passed away and you're cheating on him like how how guilt like it's possibly like talk about self-destruction that's horrific to live with that and i would love to see that explored but this ain't the movie for that and it just added nothing to it and okay fine it explained why he went into this fear shimmer thing because he basically was suicidal because his wife was cheating on him so it added to her guilt and as to that's why he went in except you could read the very very end as the two of them being reborn almost free of as as new beings free of all the uh the faults that they had in their previous lives as but is humans it, so the the oscar isaac at the end is the clone but she's yeah. not the clone i thought she might have been i thought it was a bit ambiguous i don't think she was the the that clone but part she's been changed like her her internal you know genetic composition has been True. irrevocably changed. Oh, we need to talk about the and guy, also, Oscar sorry. Isaac, who he cut his stomach open and his insides oh, were moving. That was, moving. That was, was some, so good. There was good. some great body yeah. horror stuff. I loved this. the um, visual stuff. But the, the, you know, there was that final shot uh, where we see his eyes and they're, they're sort of the... the, the shimmering. They're shimmer- yeah, they're shimmering, whatever, and so are hers. So I think they, they are, we are to believe that, uh, and her memory and mind has been altered. So they are sort of they're not themselves and they are themselves. Do you think so they'll just go home to their house now and like finish painting the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> she just go back to work with her with her boyfriend. <laughs> the boyfriend's I a bit think... of an ass as well. He's like, come and hang out with me and my wife. We're going to have a barbecue. It's like, no thanks. No, that's massively inappropriate. Yeah. I'm fine, thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm going to paint No, I bedroom. think they'll probably just sit at home uh, opposite uh, opposite each other drinking separate glasses of water and saying, I don't feel well. <laughs> are you leaving? She'd be like, sing to me, Oscar. And he'd be like, no, I've forgotten how to play the guitar. I, lo- I love the, the lighthouse as the central destination as well. And it's just just a, it's a perfect sort of uh, uh, fits into the theme of refraction and all that. And did you notice um, uh, that all the the lighting, you know, the lighting was all that sort of weird multicolored mm-hmm. rainbow stuff. That's what happens to refracted light through a pyramid. OK, uh, if you so are if you continuing your refraction it, yeah. lesson, I don't think our listeners need it. <laughs> I don't think we have much more to say about this. I mean, I always enjoy. I always enjoy a creative sci-fi. Um, I think overall, I would definitely recommend it. I'm a little bit disappointed. I mean, I had very high hopes after Ex Machina, and this is not an Ex Machina. 
Um, no. I don't know that. I don't know that this is. I mean, he he wrote Ex Machina, didn't he? This is based on a book, and I don't know that he needed to be writing something based on a book. I think his own mind is so original that there was no need for this, really. Albeit, I enjoyed it. This doesn't feel like. I mean, Ex Machina is a movie I've watched twice and will watch again. I won't watch this again. Actually, Dave, we should say you've reviewed Ex Machina on another podcast. Uh, Dave cheated on our podcast. Yes, uh, on the Flix Watcher podcast. Um, I went on and uh, reviewed it with my co-host on the Shitegeist podcast. A lot of podcast crossovers yes. there. Uh, so, so you can go hear to, Dave's go to full Flix thoughts. Watcher podcast if you want to hear my thoughts on uh, Ex Machina. So spare them for us now, I think. But um, this, yeah, this is this isn't really a, this isn't really a patch on that. That movie is an absolute gem. And I, I really understand that this. I really understand the studios being like, what the actual F at the ending of this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine test audiences coming yeah. out of that being like, okay. like to me, but the end felt so hokey that the very, and I still enjoyed it, but at the end I thought, yeah, this kind of feels like a straight to DVD movie. No. Which Come is on. what the modern equivalent Netflix it's is. It's ballsy. And I like, I like that the producer, Scott, what's his name, uh, stuck with him and said, no, no this is what he play. wants. And like, this probably what happened in the book. Like, I'm not criticizing them for doing it, but I can completely understand why someone, from yeah. the studio side would be like we can't release it it wasn't satisfactory but no. also if you get but I'm glad I'm glad of that I'd rather the weird quirky ending because if you get the satisfactory ending where she goes in and just like meets an alien and defeats it and then it's like hey we did it and then they go home no I'm it's not like, I'm just saying I understand both sides of the argument here then that's boring we've seen that so I'm I'm all for something new and do you know what this movie was something new so on the whole I liked that and I liked it was a good movie experience but yeah. I'm never going to watch that again oh god no alright <laughs> um, uh, oh I have to make a refraction from our last po- podcast um, the post doesn't work doesn't you have work. used refraction incorrectly <laughs> you were not listening to my I physics wasn't. lesson um, the last episode we recorded on the post I said that Tom Hanks had won three Oscars now I was wrong he's won 11 he's won two um, and thank you to all our lovely listeners who pointed out that I was wrong. Um, and oh, you said that with such <laughs> passion. No, I'm really glad actually because oh, thank I thank you so much. I genuinely thought he'd won an Oscar for Big, but he didn't. Um, so he's won for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Uh, well, a good friend of ours and listener Mike said that you should have your own uh, award ceremony for people who should have won things. Okay, great. Uh, the I'm sort into of shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. Uh, awards. Um. And what else was I going to say? Oh my God, we're so excited. This is our 99th episode. Next week, our 100th episode is coming. Yes. And it's a very, very big, very important episode. We've already recorded it. Yeah. Uh, we did it on holiday. It's Spoiler, the, we've it's, already done it. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Shape of Water, uh, which we watched in Fuerteventura. Yeah. In separate so, screenings because uh, we both had to look after yeah, us. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty thrilling for us. We were abroad. That was... And we both went to separate screenings because we had no babysitter and we recorded it whilst wading through the sea. Yes, you've heard it here first. It's very, very thrilling stuff. Yes, the shape of water in water. <laughs> also, um, we couldn't find two English screenings of it. There was only one English screening. Yeah. So I got to go watch it in Spanish. Yeah. So that's pretty I fun. I had no idea what was happening. Um, so that's coming uh, a week after you hear this. Yes. Um, so great thanks for listening okay thanks for listening please uh, let us know what you think of this movie also can we just say again I'm really into the fact that Annie Hilton was released on Netflix because we're just back from holidays we're knackered we're broke 
this is great. We get to sit in front of the deli and watch a new release, Alex Garland, like Natalie Portman movie. That's pretty cool. It's great. And yeah. I know, Alex Garland, you were disappointed that uh, it didn't make it into the cinemas, but I don't think we would have got to it. Are otherwise. you talking to him? You yeah, he's, he's a listening. big fan. Of course he's listening. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really pleased that this was released on Netflix for me anyway. All right, um, let us know what you think of Annie Hilton. Um, please. And most importantly, please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and please leave us a five-star review greatly appreciate it we would love that yeah and ch- come chat with us on the on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram it's uh-huh. at the Cinemile and most importantly come back and listen to our 100th episode yes next yes. week or we have an email address it's the Cinemile at gmail.com yes. okay thank you bye bye everyone love you it's <laughs> <laughs> my new sign off that's like that. really weird <laughs> that's, whatever the next 100 are going to finish with me saying I love you no. to everybody no.